So every semester I inevitably get the question of whether or not a paper needs a title. And the answer, of course, is, well, what have you read or watched that doesn't have a title? So that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about here today because I think titling and thinking about titles, in some ways it sounds pretty rudimentary when you think about, well, yeah, it's only a few words. What's the big deal? How long or hard or difficult could it be to pick a few words to introduce a piece of work, right? But in other ways, yeah, it's exactly that difficult because you have such a small space to work with. And in that sense, I think it's vital for starting out with not just papers, but all other types of writing and communication in life. I mean, if you think about titles and, and writing titles, you're writing titles constantly, whether through email or other types of messages, letters, in different types of professional and personal settings. So there are concerns that you have in mind when you're trying to come up with a title. So that's what I wanted to, again, talk a little bit about today here on Professor Lab's podcast. So if you're joining us for the first time, we cover all sorts of these types of educational writing-related topics because I myself, Professor Labs, am, of course, a professor of writing. Uh, so hopefully we can give you a little bit more insight based on some of the experiences that we have in uh, my class as to why there's real value here, again, outside of the normal classroom setting even. And this is what I try to emphasize in general about a lot of the writing skills that we that we use and that we cover that, you know, they, they do transcend the classroom. Uh, a lot of what we do, at least at the uh, early academic level, you know, freshman writing composition, these are lessons that students tell me time and time again. They come back or they email me and they tell me how they can't believe how useful a lot of these skills of analysis and rhetoric were to them in other academic settings moving forward in grad school or in their professional lives uh, in different types of writing and communication that they have to conduct in the real world again in all types of professional and personal settings. So really valuable skills here. If you really start to more so just break them down and try to understand what the value is to some of these skills as well as like why you would think about them in certain ways for certain reasons. And so titles, again, I like because, yeah, I mean, think about it in your own life going through your your day-to-day -day routine. If you go on Netflix or Hulu or you're looking at a new album or something, titles are often what catch your eye. I mean, of course, there's obviously other elements, right? Like cover art and thumbnail images and all that sort of stuff. This is true on YouTube as well. But titles can make it make or break whether or not your reader or audience wants to engage with that work as well. So it's super important for those reasons. And because of those reasons, there are many considerations, like I mentioned earlier, to think about in terms of what makes a good title. And this is where it starts to get a little tricky, but I also think a little interesting in terms of how and why we might think about titles in different ways, asking what exactly is a good title, because good is such a lame word to use in writing and teaching, um, probably in education in general, but I think in particular in writing. And the reason why I say that is because good is uh, good and bad are such undefined terms. They're such broad terms. And furthermore, what somebody thinks or considers to be good or bad is, I'm pretty sure, by definition, subjective, right? Like, everybody thinks they're a good guy. Well, not everybody, right? There are certainly people out there who think that they're bad guys and like that. But most people think that they're the good guy in their own life story, right? This is why there's so much conflict and controversy, right? Because... No, if you thought you were the bad guy, you would probably try to be the good guy, which some people do realize, perhaps, and wind up doing. But 
again, it's subjective oftentimes what that definition is because there's a lot of nuanced factors. So I say in writing in general, and certainly with trying to come up with a good title, stop thinking about them in terms of good or bad and start thinking about them more in terms of effective or not so effective, more effective or less effective. And of course, then you have to break down, like we said, the elements that um, make up what we consider to be more or less effective. Um, and you have to consider as well, like, well, who and why and how is that becoming more effective to or for, right? Um, obviously, thinking about the audience and what they think, what they already know, what they might already like, uh, how they might be able to be intrigued. These are all considerations to think about, right? Which is why considering your audience is huge. Uh, I think that's ultimately uh, one of the main factors that you want to start out with. And of course, sometimes it's just a broad audience. You know, there's many ways to assess and identify an audience. Sometimes, again, if you're writing a paper, well, your your instructor is your audience, right? Or your classmates are your audience. Um, if you're writing a blog post, well, you know, the Internet's much wider, wilder place, right? So it might be a much broader audience, but you might be targeting that, trying to draw in a certain type of reader, like younger readers or uh, readers of certain other demographics, right? So you would use certain... Um, certain references or styles that would engage those types of readers, or at least that's what you would want to think about, right? And so coming up with a good title is kind of similar in that sense. So these are the types of elements that, again, if you're just consciously thinking about, you're already doing more work than just saying like, well, what's the topic of the paper? What's the subject of the paper? Let me just summarize that as the title. It's like, okay, well, that's a good start. But again, you want these further uh, ideas in mind in terms of thinking, well, how do I make this title more distinct, right? Because that's the problem that you'll run into. If everybody just says, well, it's a research paper, I'll title it research paper. Well, those all look like boring papers, right? They're not doing anything to stand out or seem distinct in any ways, right? So a few tips that I say in general to make your reader interested and want to read more is you can try to make a title. And again, there's specific elements that you can look at in terms of how to elicit these effects. But in general, I say, try to come up with something that makes the reader curious to want to read or learn more, makes them uh, feel as if this is something humorous. Oh, it's clever, creative. Well, if they think that your title is clever or creative, they may expect your paper to be cl clever or creative. We like clever and creative things, right? This makes sense because it's what we want as well as readers. So always put yourself in the reader's shoes as well. Like I always tell students going throughout papers too, you know, ask this question, like, why would your reader want to read more? Why would you want to read more? If the answer is, I don't know, well, eh, that's something that you might want to figure out, right? Um, again, you don't just have to do something funny or silly or crazy like that. You can also use word choice or examples or details that try to emotionally connect to the reader, try to elicit an emotional effect. You know, certain contradictions of words or phrases that, or ideas that make them wonder or think like, oh, that sounds, you know, something serious that we should learn more about or I should learn more about as a reader, right? Um, so lots of techniques to create those those types of reactions in your reader. And again, it, it's all about kind of hooking them in initially with, you know, sometimes it can be just the first few words in that title to make, make it stand out. Um, so certainly all things to, to think about moving forward. Um, you know, it's hard to know as well. One of the challenges, and it, this is true of writing any type of document in general, I think, um, it's hard to know what the title is going to be starting out. I think one of the biggest mistakes students try to do is write a paper from start to finish. And I understand the sort of instinct to want to do that because you obviously 
that's what, how you read it, right? You read it from start to finish. But you don't really know what a paper is entirely about usually until you start to do some writing, right? So I always say, you know, come up with placeholders until you know more. And I say the same thing about the thesis of a paper or work. You know, you might think you know what this paper is going to be about or going to be trying to show, but that's the whole point of doing the analysis or the research or, or, or you know, discussion is you're figuring that out as you're doing it, the more specific nuance as to what you're exactly saying and what do you exactly mean. So that you might have an idea of, but the exact phrasing and elaboration of the those ideas, whether it is the thesis, the, again, the sole purpose identifying purpose of the paper itself or the title to sort of prompt going into that introductory paragraph and thesis statement you're not really gonna it's you could it does happen sometimes you know it's kind of like I use the example of the student who writes the paper the night before it's due students do that lots of students do it some much more successfully than others very difficult to do some students have that have it in them they can turn out you know pretty good work in pretty short periods of time uh honestly most students that doesn't work if for any reason that you're skipping over specific guideline points that your instructor might be asking for. Um, so hard to do with these elements for exactly those reasons. Uh, and this is why writing is a process and takes a little bit more time. But if you have this in mind, you sort of know, okay, I don't need to spend or waste all of this time trying to come up with a perfect title. And you'll find yourself struggling to do that because you don't exactly know what you're going to say yet until you say it. So you can go back and forth and you, as you elaborate on the paper, you go back and you elaborate on the thesis or the title. And then you see, well, do, do they match? Do they sort of coalesce together? And if not, you continue to develop from there. Very much a process in that sense, but that's how I think you want to think about it. And having that sort of, I would say, almost like reassurance in mind, you're going to find that it makes your, your work and your process much more manageable. Again, it's never going to be easy because it does still take time and effort, but it will be more manageable. And that's ultimately what you're trying to accomplish in any type of writing or editing process. Um, you know, you, you, you want to know, okay, we're going to get there. It's just going to take a little bit more time. And Honestly, you wind up spending less time sort of knowing that because you're not just sort of sitting there staring at a blank page, getting frustrated, which again, isn't conducive to good work anyways, right? Uh, we all know that. I know that personally myself having, you know, been writing forever now. So um, hard to know starting out, but rest assured, you'll get there. Um, so again, there's different philosophies in terms of what exactly titles should accomplish. There's more technical versus creative ones. That's something I'll talk about in just a little bit. But in general, um, you kind of always want to go to uh, the guidelines and genre conventions of what you're sort of assigned to do and look at samples and other examples of those types of documents. You know, if your instructor seems to be asking for a more creative, engaging title and you can ask them this, you know, I always say ask your professor if you're not sure. Um, I encourage students to ask me all the time and I'm happy to answer. Um, and if they they want something more creative, well, now you know to do that. Whereas in many real world situations, well, you know, something a little vague or, or sort of uh, prompting or engaging in that creative way might not be appropriate to the situation. And this is certainly true in a lot of technical documents that I teach about in my upper division classes where it should be a little bit more straightforward, really identifying Again, still what the, the sort of sole purpose of that document is, but in, in a slightly more straightforward technical way. So the, the, the situation and the genre conventions also play an important role here in terms of um, identifying like how exactly you want to do that, right? 
And, you know, similarly, you do have to be careful, too. There's always a, a risk-reward factor with being creative with titles. Uh, this is something I, I like to talk about as well, how, you know, sometimes students say they're like, oh, can I use a joke or a humorous reference? And I say, well, well, let me see it. Let me see what you're talking about here. And if it's, you know, a reference or a pun or something that's, like, really inappropriate and could potentially offend readers, which I do get sometimes, it's like uh, maybe not so much, right? Like, you don't want to... You know, you want to do something a little bit outside the box so it's distinct and it uh, distinguishes itself from other papers of that type, but you don't want to alienate readers. You don't want to offend them. You don't want to confuse them either, right? And this is something I like to talk about as well, this idea of uh, good confusion versus bad confusion. You know, bad confusion is I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. Good confusion is, huh, uh, wh what more do you have to say about that? I'm, I'm curious what exactly that is referencing specifically within that topic. So I'll give some examples of that in a moment too, but that's one sort of more abstract way to think about like whether or not a title is working, I think. So there is, and this is again why I say not to use these terms of good or bad because there's a very fine line between them. But we talk about examples of titles in my class for exactly these reasons because something that's interesting is uh, usually most students will agree on most titles that they like when I show them sample titles and most students will agree on bad titles that they don't like. Um, again, let's stop using those terms, effective and ineffective, right? Um, but not all. Sometimes, you know, students will say, well, I actually, I find that title to be ineffective because for me as a reader, you know, blah, 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 it's confusing, it's, you know, cheesy, it's, you know, it's whatever. Again, not everybody's going to be convinced always, right? It's like a great movie, an Oscar-winning movie. People, there's still going to be people who hate it, right? So what you're trying to do is get the most effect out of the most audience members. And that's really all you can ever hope for. And, you know, hopefully, ideally, your instructor, and I know that's something I consider, is like, well, yes, I, I see what you're trying to do there. And that's part of my assessment of whether or not I find it to be, you know, more effective or, or less effective in those ways, right? So getting just a little bit more in depth to into good titles uh, versus Bad titles, uh, again, effective titles versus not so effective titles. You know, I, I think it's interesting to think about from a technical standpoint that the amount of words is an interesting correlation between effective titles and ineffective titles. So typically, the more words you have can be better, but there's a certain line, right? Where if you have too many words, it's like, this looks weird, right? It lo would look really weird to have three lines in a title, Um for your title of the paper, unless you're like Kurt Vonnegut or something, right? And you have Slaughterhouse Five, and I forget the subtitle of Slaughterhouse Five, but it's like a page long. And that's because he's crazy, but he's also a brilliant writer, one of the best authors of the 20th century. So he's allowed to do that. You might be allowed to do that one day, but for now, probably you're not going to do a very good job at it, right? Um, so there, there's a there's a limit to, and, and this is why writing is so difficult because it's hard to define what that limit is. Um, and similarly, you know, again, having fewer words isn't necessarily bad if they are very distinctly chosen and they work very well together to create one of those effects we mentioned earlier, right? So, and that, that's what I said earlier as well. Usually, typically, a title that's too short is less effective. A title that's too long, whatever that means, is it well, would be less effective, but a title that's longer is typically more effective. Not always 100% of rule though, right? So something to keep in mind. Um, so I just have a couple examples I wanted to give as examples of exactly what we've talked about so far. And so the first is, um, I'll actually link the 
uh, description of titles that I give for my class as well as the examples um, in the description to this episode. Um, so I'll, I'll mention that a little bit later on. But here's just a few that stand out to me from that handout that I use. Uh, and the first one is of a what I consider to be an effective title, and that is titled, quote, Your Cat Doesn't Want a Hug, end quote. And so you'll hear in that title that I emphasize the word doesn't because it's italicized, which, of course, is the slanted uh, text. And italics you can use in, in various ways, but typically and primarily in academic writing, I suppose, uh, or at least in my writing, it's used as a point of emphasis to really emphasize a word. And so you see here, it's like that's only a few words, but it's making the reader, it's prompting the reader to ask good questions, what we would consider good questions. Um, again, it's not giving a question mark. You could put a question mark at the end of the title here. That would be interesting too, if that correlated to what the paper was really exploring. It seems like without the question mark, this title is asserting that your cat doesn't want a hug and I'm going to explain to you why. Whereas with the question mark, it's more prompting, well, maybe your cat doesn't want a hug, right? And we're going to explore why together. So there would be different reasons if that is more of the focus, the exploration part of the paper. That's why you would want to make a little detail change like that. So it can make a big difference, even small factors like that, right? Uh, but again, a title like that, your cat doesn't want to hug, really prompts a lot of good questions in your reader's mind, right? Uh, okay, so why doesn't my cat want to hug? How many cats? All cats? Some cats? How do you know this? How are you going to prove this? And there's something here for all readers too, right? Like if I'm a cat person, if I love cats, I'm probably thinking either uh, my cat loves me to hug it. How dare you say that? Like, what's your evidence for that? I guess I'll start reading. Uh, if I agree, I'm like, oh, yeah, my cat doesn't want to hug. I'm curious why that's the case. You know, if this is a research paper, why is that the case? I'll start reading. If I'm a dog person, I might see that and say, yeah, cats cats suck. I hate cats. Good. Maybe there, this has some some proof and some evidence and some ammunition. So the next time I get in a cat versus dog debate with somebody, I can say, ah, well, you know, here's why dogs are better than cats. So for almost all readers, there's something there based on the prompt um, that that enters our minds as a reader, right? So lots of things that you can do there with, again, not too long of a title that I think is is great. Uh, another really effective title that I liked was uh, from this exercise was, uh, quote, bugs in your yogurt, colon, grossed in, question mark, end quote. So bugs in your yogurt, grossed in, a uh, lot going on there. We have the colon, uh, which introduces a subtitle. And subtitles um, can do lots of different things. Usually it's a more specific prompt in addition to like a major point. So oftentimes the title before a subtitle, which again is introduced by a colon, um, the title before that colon is something a little more broad. Uh, and then after the colon, it's a, a question, like a, a question like this or uh, identifying an, a specific issue, which the paper will explore. Uh, again, it's sort of a finer point, and it can be, you know, various types of finer points. Um, in this case, it's sort of asking, you know, again, some of these ideas in the reader's minds, offering contradictions or opportunity for further commentary that we want to learn more about. Um, we're sort of wondering, are there bugs in my yogurt? You're asking the question in the title, right? Are there bugs in my yogurt? This is what I'm thinking as the reader. Why? All yogurt? 
How many? What types of yogurts? How often? Do you have the answers? I guess I, you know, better read more. Uh, I again, like the last example with the the dog example, uh, cat example. If I don't like yogurt, well, uh, good. Uh, this will prove to me, confirm to me why I think yogurt sucks, right? So lots of um, lots of things there for all sorts of readers. You know, the example I thought of with subtitles too that came to mind immediately was Tiger King, which I believe the title is Tiger King, and then that's the main title, and then the subtitle comes after the colon, which is Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. If it was just Tiger King, you might be like, all right, cool, like, what's a Tiger King? Again, that's not a good question without those other questions, right? Which are prompted by Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. It's like, wait, what does that have to do? <laughs> what do those elements have to do with a Tiger King, right? So you want to actually watch that um, that documentary then maybe, right? Um so lots of ways that you can use subtitles in those those ways. Um, so just a couple other now bad titles. And again, what I say about these are just vague titles that I have seen before. So the first example I give is uh, one that was titled, quote, MTV, end quote. And so obviously now this is what I was referring to earlier. This sort of prompts not so good questions in my mind as a reader. One of which is, what is what about MTV? I don't even, and when I say what about MTV, I'm saying I don't even know what you mean by MTV. Do you mean motorized transport vehicles? Do you mean music TV, music television? So I'm asking identifying um, questions, identifying the letters themselves or the words themselves in a not so curious, interesting way, right? Um, it's it's more confusing me in a way where I I'm sort of turned off from caring about what you have to say, right? And I've seen worse ones that are just like, you know, the title is literally title or the title is literally research paper, which is fine as a, as a placeholder. You know, if you're writing a draft and that's what you write for your title, um, that's exactly what you want to do. You know, that's that's what you want to have in place, maybe just starting out, like, don't worry or panic too much about it. But for a final you know, submission, like you got to be nuts to have that as your title. So, uh, again, OK to have these placeholders starting out. But you want to go back and forth and, and build and develop those as you continue. Because if I get a, a research paper at the end of the semester and it's just titled research paper, my initial thought is, well, does this writer care? Well, probably not. Well, maybe not. Well, either way, I don't care. right? <laughs> or I'm not sort of encouraged to care. Because if you're not interested in what you're writing, why should I be interested in reading it, right? And that's just a practical, real-world consideration, right? Um, you know, again... Those the, like those are examples of very short bad titles, but take this as an example of a longer title that's still not very good. And this one is, quote, a paper about how artificial intelligence works in society, end quote. And the, the key word that comes up in my mind is just that that's redundant, right? That's a longer title than the, the cat example, but it's wildly less effective, right? Um, because we're sort of wondering, well, what about it? Obviously, you say a paper about artificial intelligence. Well, we know it's a paper if we're looking at it. We're in the situation where we know it's a, a paper, right? Um, how it works in society. I mean, okay, it's where else would it be working? Uh, again, it's it's vaguely not engaging us for various reasons, I think, like that. Um, and again, I'm asking questions that are not good questions. What about artificial intelligence? How all AI works? How specific type of AI works in the future? The history of it? What sector of society? These are questions that are not so good because, again, it's just trying to clarify what in the world we're talking about. 
uh, rather than what we're going to explore or commentate about that more specific topic. So again, um, ironically, just because it's a longer title doesn't mean it's a better title, like we said before. Okay. Um, and I, I think again, you know, the, these are all sort of flexible guidelines, but if you're thinking about them, that's sort of, you know, the, the biggest key here, I think in terms of helping you, you know, through this process, like I said earlier, because that's what this is a process. And, you know, just again, to come back to my addendum on, uh, writing titles for more technical documents. Again, some documents are, they do require more straightforward titles like that, like we said. So you really do have to look at examples and samples of what those genres sort of prescribe are how the industry standard for those titles should be. And then you know, you sort of know the rules and guidelines. You know, this is what I tell students all the time, like ask, like figure out like what the guidelines are. And if you're not sure, you know, don't hesitate to reach out because uh, sort of just assuming, well, whatever, like it wasn't clear or it wasn't clear to me. So I'm just going to, you know, do whatever that's, you know, usually not going to be your, your best strategy moving forward. Right. Um, so yeah, look up examples, look up templates, you know, look up other samples, whatever you have to do to, to really see like what is expected and, you know, then take it from there, you know, do what you think is, is most effective and most engaging in different ways. Um, so yeah, I, I think t thinking about titles is really interesting for all of these reasons. And I think it's a good practice, really. Again, like I said, I'm going to include um, on our main site, professorlabs.podbean.com, an exercise to, uh, I'm sorry, a link to this exercise with these effective and ineffective titles for you to look at. Because I, I, I really do feel as if the ideas behind how and why you would title in a specific types of papers and thinking about what the effects of those certain types of titles would be upon certain types of audiences is essentially what you're doing in all types of other writing and communications just at a very specific level. So if you can do that, well, that's going to help you. It's going to help develop your sort of ability to make other decisions in your writing and communication in many other situations. So it's almost, again, whether you're a freshman, you know, writing student or anybody else listening, it's actually a really good idea to, to look through a, a, a set of guidelines like this and, you know, really think about the reasons why you would um, implement these elements in, in certain ways over others in certain situations, right? So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about titles. Uh, that's that's a wrap on that. <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's always more to say, but I think those are the main takeaways that I sort of try to relate in my own classes, and and I hope I hope it helps you in in some ways. Uh, again, in all aspects of life. So, um, just wanted to thank you all for joining us here today. Again, you can get the uh, the link to the um, exercise sheet, and you know, it's just kind of a broader description with some more specific examples. Uh, there's some actually really good titles on that exercise sheet. So you might want to check it out. And that's at professorlabs.podbean.com. Um, so you can go there. Uh, you can also check us out uh, for more episodes and content on our YouTube channel. You just uh, search for Professor Labs. Uh, subscribe and you'll get updates. Um, you can also ask us questions. You can tweet at us directly on Twitter at Joe T Labs. Um, and yeah, so hopefully I know, uh, we're getting around to finals finals are coming up, uh, at this point, point in the year. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll still be doing, uh, episodes every week. 
we had some great, fantastic interviews the last couple of weeks. So I hope to intersperse those more often. Maybe every other week we're going to do interviews. You know, it's, it's hard. It all depends on other people's schedules and that sort of thing. But I have a lot more people interested. Um, so if you want to hear some really great uh, interviews with writers and writing instructors, go back to the last few episodes because we had a couple of really, I mean, honestly, I learned a lot uh, talking to some of these instructors about uh, you know, either creative writing and, and we had a novelist on, um, we also had a, uh, a, a, a professor on who, who teaches personal statement writing, which is hugely useful for, you know, your, your professional development and, and career. Um, so yeah, definitely go back and check out those episodes too, if you haven't already. Uh, and as always, if you have questions or comments, uh, thoughts about any of these points, you know, again, you can contact us through any of those other platforms. Uh, and if you have ideas, topics you want us to cover, uh, let us know as well. Okay. Always happy for, for suggestions and commentary. So, uh, yeah, that's all today. Thanks again, uh, for joining us and until next time, uh, title well, and as always, like I say, keep learning.